0: all right I'm in here as you can see we rocking solo in here tonight uh I got a lot of shit to say I don't know where to start though obviously gonna start Eagles I guess I should re- uh, I'm not gonna recap the game everyone knows what happened I've just been sitting here playing over how we're gonna beat the saints what we're gonna do but still i I can't really I can't really uh, process or understand how the eagles were able to win that game i've, I've begun to it was a combination of just great defense timely defense and timely offense everyone wants to put it on the on the defense that it was i saw Stephen a saying that it was like oh, the defense is the number one reason why we won that game and that's probably true but i, I went back and looked you saw those that dropped the dropped interception by trace sullivan the almost interception by, by Avante Maddox. We had a couple of turnovers that were just lapped there, given to us. We weren't able to do anything with it. But they they just fought the entire game. Even when things weren't going their way, they they weren't able to pick up... They were able to pick up some first downs, but they weren't able to really move the ball. They A couple times in the first half, they got, they got pinned. Uh, there was a lot of trouble with... Uh, the fielding of the punts i don't know what was going on with Sproles. they kept saying it was it wasn't windy but i assume the windy city i assume that that that, that ball might have been swirling or tailing or spinning or doing something cuz it just seemed that he wasn't comfortable at all uh getting underneath them he was letting a lot of them drop the one that bounced into the one and then the one that they downed like right at the right at the 5 but he and he wasn't really able to get any He he got thirteen carries. He was the uh, pretty much the main back. Smallwood got a you know a little bit of the work. There was no Josh Adams, which tells you what they what what they feel and how, what they feel about the running backs going forward. They don't really try. I guess maybe he was hurt, but he wasn't on the injury report. So maybe they're just not ready. He's not ready. They they don't trust him. Could be in many things, but you know we got we got to roll what we got. Uh, Trubisky impressed me during the whole during the game. Uh, he was very el- el- elusive, able to get out. Uh, we put a cons- uh, th- that's what the kind of the differences I'm going to expect in the uh, the Saints and the Bear or the Saints and the Bears. Uh, I when I saw the the Bears game, anytime we were getting. Like good, good pressure. We, you know, we got to him, but it would take multiple guys. Not if one guy beat the beat his guy, he was able to evade out the, you know, whichever way. Against the Saints, I don't, you know, obviously Drew Brees ain't no Mitch Trubisky when it comes to running the ball. So I don't, I don't think I think we're gonna have a lot easier time getting to Drew than we did to Mitch. And we put pressure on Mitch. Don't get me wrong, he played well. He stood in the pocket. He made some good throws. They weren't exactly difficult ones, but a couple of them, especially the ones in the fourth quarter, were. The defense, we had good coverage. And he was just going through his progressions. And they had a couple of plays where he would pump. And then that would obviously get the, you know, we're worse, the Eagles or Kings of being getting beat by the double move. Avante got got beat a few times. But that's he's a rookie. And I, I have nothing – I that I am so excited about Avante Maddox because it doesn't seem like we ever draft and grow secondary players. I'm sure someone will hit me up and say that I'm wrong, but right here off of my memory, and I don't have anyone to obviously bounce anything off of now. So right here off my memory, I don't – I don't remember any. I can't – yeah, I can't – I can't think of any – Uh. Hawkins, <laughs> I'm sure that you Sheldon Brown, we signed Asante Samuel, we signed all the rest of the, I don't know, I'm talking about legit, legit corners, not just guys who came in and played for two, three years, I'm talking about someone that, who's going to be here for an extended period of time, someone that was worth worth the pick, I believe he was a second or third round pick, but Avant, Vontae Maddox has played well, especially after coming back from the injury. Parky, I. <sighs> All right, so I don't want to jump there yet. Foles, with the drive down the field, impressive as always. That guy is just unflappable. The whole team is unflappable. They had a couple. They had they had a third and ten on their own on their own fifteen yard line to start that drive, and he hit Alshon right across the middle. He just the protection has been incredible for him, absolutely incredible. He, there are there are times where the play breaks down a little bit. He has to roll out. He you know, he is not exactly great at that. Let's let's no, let's not even you know let's not begin the kit, But he's do, he's done his job, man. Uh, you can anything that you, he he made a couple of mistakes. The the one the 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 Smallwood I the Smallwood interception I don't really hold against him. That wasn't necessarily his fault. I would have liked a little bit of a fight, or at least... It was a bad throw. He shouldn't have thrown that ball to him, but I I don't like uh, Smallwood getting bullied off that ball. I wrote on Smith, but... Who am I to say? That's a grown-ass man taking that ball from you. And the ball was kind of thrown, thrown behind him. If it had been thrown more towards his left side, he would have at least been able to make a play on it. But... I was I was I was watching the YouTube highlights, the uh, of the Eagles game, and because uh, I I was at uh, I was out and I didn't really hear the a lot of the commentary <clears throat> in the things that uh, things that Collingsworth and Al Michaels were saying. Al Michaels, or I'm sorry, Chris Collingsworth, at the end of the game after the Golden Tates, uh catch says, oh, "Well, the trade was definitely worth it now." and I know he's kind of being facetious, but it didn't. Really, I mean, that guy has been that guy has done everything that they that's been asked them. He, you know, it it didn't exactly work with Carson. I feel, or they were never really able to get on the same page as, Although they, it seemed like the personalities they liked each other, but just the offense, it never really clicked. Um, you can blame that on, you know, Carson. You can blame it on Golden. You can blame it on Mike Rowe, but <sighs> it's working with Nick. And I think, I think the big difference. Everyone wants to find the differences between Carson, and they want to say that he was injured. They're all that, then that just the Carson versus Nick's thing just starts going out, and you start saying craziness. Ah. I just think I think it's a big difference in the offense when Nick the way Nick is able to spread the ball around and find all of these different different receivers it seems like Alshon is not not a part of the offense when Carson plays the, when Carson's uh, behind center it's he's a huge huge target for Nick Foles on third down and just just like it seems like a comfort blanket for him, and he but it's not it's not his go it, the end all be all. It seems like Zach Ertz or death when Carson plays quarterback. That's something that he's gonna have to. I mean, at least there's many there's many things he's got to get better at. But that's 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 definitely something he's got to get better at. I love this offense is unstoppable when the ball is being moved all around. That's, what, that's the thing I've noticed since since week one of this year, since, since last year. I mean, he, Carson Wentz in the beginning of the year last year, or not even the whole 2017 until he got hurt, he was spreading the ball around. Everybody was getting a piece. I mean, he didn't even use Alshon that much, but Alshon was catching touchdowns. Be he would be getting you know, he be beating people deep. He caught the two balls and the uh, two touchdowns in one of the games at Denver or something. I don't remember, but it seemed like it, a lot. All the whole offense was being used a lot more last year, and you can blame. That's why the injury thing to me doesn't really make any sense. Maybe I I think a lot of it probably had, it came down to him pressing, him wanting to come back and make it happen, and the the. The safest thing, the most comfortable thing was to throw it right to right to his boy Ertz. Ertz was always open. That's why he caught a hundred balls this year. He's always open. But is it necessarily the best thing for the offense? Who knows? I, I would just that's something I want to see moving forward. But that game the, the game was awesome. I uh, Golden Tate catching that ball and then Cohen with the, the kickoff, catching the kickoff. Running it up to the what forty the thirty five forty yard line was like a a punch, a complete punch in the stomach what well, that that just seemed like i uh, me as an Eagles fan or as a Philly fan I know less i would say less with uh, this team than any other team because they've they've proved me wrong but uh I always expecting the floor to drop out the rug to be pulled out from under me that Santa Claus isn't going to be real that you you know, you know the whole the whole shtick that we're it, we're going to go back to being Philly and we're something terrible's going to happen and everyone's going to laugh at us. That's what I wait to happen all, all the time. So when that Cohen came down I was just like oh here we go. Cody Parkey, our old kicker is going to come down. They're going to Mitch Trubisky's going to drive the team down. Which he did. He did. Called, hit Allen Alan Robinson and someone else, Bellamy or something like that on the sideline. Drove them right down, 43-yarder. Oh, and another thing that I didn't even talk about. When Doug called that timeout on the goal line, making sure that he got a good play. Because I thought I was pissed when he did that. Pissed. Because I was thinking, you go up, you run a play. If you don't get it, you got, you know, they got three plays on the goal line. You got to stop them, call your timeouts. They punt. You probably get the ball at like the 45 with like 40 seconds left if you don't score on that fourth down. But he didn't do that, man. He went. drew Drew up the old play. Pretty much around the same thing. Golden Tate him with the look, cut right out. Nick had Nick had pressure right in his face, and he just, just side armed it around. It was a great play all around. But Parky lines up. They call the first timeout, and he like half he half kicks it through like like he didn't really he didn't really want to go full leg. He didn't trust it. And I'm thinking, of course, I was expecting the timeout to come. You had you had to call it. You had to. It was your last last ditch effort. Thinking in the back of your head, I can't go home with this thing, so call it. You got to freeze them. And I was watching the mic'd up. They're all I loved Malcolm Jenkins was talking to him the whole time. Come on, Cody, you can't even look at me. Can't even talk to me. Can't even say hi. We used to be we used to be buddies. I thought that was hilarious. But then he It was weird. It just and then he came after this for that and I just expected it to be I mean for anyone who's watched football, you know. Guy lines up for a 43 order for the for the win, he's an NFL kicker. He's gonna knock it down, dude. Nine times out of ten, he knocks it down. That's nothing. It wasn't raining. It was as good as weather weather. Weta weta weta. It was as good of weather as you're going to get in Chicago. For a playoff game, that's as good as it gets. And he just hit it, hit the post, man. He hooked it. Just pulled it. He went, boom, he crushed the thing. And i never seen anything like that where a ball hit the upright, came down, boom, right off the crossbar, came back. And I couldn't even celebrate, I just sat down. Like, are you kidding me? Is that really how that just happened? And everyone's just going nuts. And you're you're just trying to you're trying to understand. Did I really did is that what I just saw? Did Cody Parky just miss a forty three yard field goal? To lose the game? Yeah. Yes. That is what happened. So that's where I'm at. Alright. Sunday, I just can't. For the rest of the day, you're on cloud nine. You can't believe it. You're just like, this is it now. <clears throat> ain't no ain't no stopping us now. We ain't worried about nothing. And then you remember you're like, okay, we got the Saints, and Party is saying, wow, you know, when we played the Saints, they they beat us up pretty nice, forty-eight to seven, running up the score, going forward on fourth down, a little screen pass to Kamara. That was disrespectful. It was. Wentz, Wentz did not have a good game. No one played a good game that day. They got as close as 17-7. to 7. They were starting to make a push, and it just fell apart. They had the ball driving down at 17-7, to 7, but they, they were sacked. Had to punt it, and that's as close as it ever got for the rest of that game. Is you I don't know why I'm acting like you guys don't you no one no one saw that. You know what I'm talking about. You know you know what you saw. One of the worst if not the worst games as an Eagles fan that I've ever I've ever experienced. The Chip Kelly ones, you you couldn't be shocked by because that was a Chip Kelly team. They didn't no one no one wanted to play then. It just seemed like everyone had given up. I got Destroyed by the Lions and then destroyed by the Bucks, but the Super Bowl champs getting run out of New Orleans like that—phew, dude, that hurt. Um, you can go back and listen to these things. I, I was dumb. I was done. I was like, the Eagles did a great thing for me. We won the Super Bowl, but I'm just gonna distance myself. I can't be hurt like that again. No more. No mas. But here I am. Here we are. What a wild! What a wild football season this has been. And now Nick Foles, not even Carson Wentz, Nick Foles is going to be leading the Eagles into New Orleans. To try and basically shock the world again. Because no one. They, they opened up as a. I, I, what I saw nine point underdogs. The sup, the defending Super Bowl champions. Are nine point underdogs going into the Super Bowl. Sup, the Superdome. Drew Brees. Sean Payton have not lost a home playoff game. Saints. The team haven't lost a home playoff game since 1992. Is a very loud environment. With the dome, there is nowhere for the noise to escape. So it's going to be like it was like Soldier Field, but on steroids. And as if you follow the team, super super heavy. The uh, the coach of the New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton. Brought the Lombardi trophy out today to the locker room on top of two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Rolled it into the locker room. Cause the team, I guess, needed some extra motivation. They hadn't played they hadn't played a serious game since week sixteen, since basically that Saints game. Which was a great game. But he rolled it in there. <clears throat> and he said, if you want this then go win three fucking games. And that that's pretty intimidating. Not gonna lie. <laughs> when I heard that, I'm like, you know, listen, I wish I wasn't playing them this week because that's pretty badass. That would, that, that corny shit would work against some other team like the Vikings. But that shit ain't working against us, pal. We ain't going for that. You can show all the money. We got that trophy that, you're, that you have on top of that cash. That's ours. And you ain't going and getting it. Unless you come and take it from us. see me? You hear me? You hear me, New Orleans? You got to come take that from us. So how is this game going to go down? How are we going to beat the Saints? It's not going to be easy. All right, they're a very good team. There's a reason why they're the number one team in the uh, in the league. But I believe, and I, I'm a guy who had all had these guys in fantasy, and I had, of course, obviously had to watch these games all year long. That in the early earlier in the year, they were putting up mad points. They would all it would it would like operate. It would be like all right, one one week they would run the Camaro. They have so many weapons, so they would. One week they would force it to Kamara, then the next week would be Ingram, and then, you know, one week Thomas would have ten catches, and another week they would have five. So it seemed like all game plan. Whatever whatever Sean Payton saw in the defense, he was just exploiting it, getting whatever he wanted, because he they have a ridiculous amount of weapons. So how are we going to beat them? I think their number one weapon that they lean on, especially in the playoffs and ba- Basically, all important games is time of possession. They love to run the ball. They love picking up first downs. They love Drew not even having to throw the ball because. And when that run game is going, and he can run that play action, he that guy becomes lethal, deadly. Any crazy adjective that I can that I can come that can come to mind. I think we're going to – That's that's and that's what's good for us because we have a team that is set up to stop the run game. We can't let Kamara, we can't let Ingram be picking up first downs and just chewing up clock. Because And that's how we're going to go down in the game. We can't go down. We can't be fighting from behind. This ain't going to be – we can't be down 10, 14 points and come back on these guys, at least I don't think. Of course, could be wrong. But that's not – that is not your optimal way of winning this game percent chances of that happening are, your percent your percent chances of winning once you go down even a touchdown maybe 10 14 points you're asking for trouble big time because that that team is dead deadly deadly when they have a lead they just drain it out so you stop the run game and it sounds crazy, but I think you want Drew throwing the ball. They've had they've had a couple weeks to rest. I think Drew was just starting to get a little tired towards the end of the year. It didn't seem like he had the same zip per se on the ball. Sure, some crazy analytics with the guy John Brinkus. I'm John Brinkus, sports science. I'm sure he could tell me. The same velocity from the spins of the ball, and we we measured the dimples on the football, and as they as they spun in an Isaac Newton like rotation, we were able to figure out the miles per hour and the speed in which the ball was coming out of Drew Brees' hands. Thirty miles per hour. Nah. <laughs> I just had to go into my little John Brinkus. I hate that shit. But it didn't seem like he was throwing the ball well towards the end of the year, so I, I think you just you're gonna have to take you I you're gonna have to take that that the throwing away, or the run game away. And when Drew's dropping back, you need you need to be able to get pressure on him. That's that's what I was saying earlier with Mitch. I think you needed multiple guys to get him down to, you know, close him down, to keep him in the pocket so that he wasn't rolling out. Uh, Drew, that won't be a problem with. If you if one guy beats his man, he'll be able to get to him. So, that's one thing. And on offense, we weren't able to run the ball at all last week, and I, I doubt we're going to be able to. I think it'll be easier, but I don't think we're going to have major success that does not mean that we abandon it and we just go away from it. We still, we need to, it's, and I liked what Doug did in the Chicago game. It wasn't working, but you still needed to incorporate it, or incorporate, incorporate it. You still needed to incorporate it. You needed to keep it as an option so that the defense has to respect it. It It keeps, it keeps the defense honest and opens up that, Oh, that lit that other the other layer of the defense that secondary so that Foles can hit those 10, 15 yard picking up those first downs It when the guys are it seemed like they were just crossing the zones and they were just finding those little like seams it was either Jeffrey or Ertz on his guy for the touchdown the tr- that triple like that or that double fake when he faked to Smallwood faked the Ertz I think a screen and then he just dropped it off to Goddard he got the first down there was. Just a lot of execution, a lot of a lot of great things. Third down, there was a third down in the game. Sprol uh, hand off the Sproles that that was bobbled. The, obviously, the two interceptions that uh, that were thrown by Foles. We clean a few things, a few of those things up. The, uh, this is not going to be a blowout. This is not going to be a forty-eight to seven battle. It's going to be a tight, tight knit, close affair, and I think whoever's defense. Is able to. I think it's going to be a turnover battle. If if the Eagles are able to turn turn the Saints over, and and capital, they're going to have to capitalize with points. Be that three or seven. Play a lot of the field position games. But the de- I, the defense is going to have to star. We're we'll score our points. And it's it. There, there's there's going to be no weather factor. Obviously, you're not going to be able to hear a goddamn thing. But at least you know, in the respect of foals, everyone that's always the the knock against them that he can't play. You can't play in cold weather. We were blessed with him playing in the warm, the warm of like 50 for the NFC Championship game. And the the divisional round wasn't a cold game either. That that's the arguments I always hear when people want to. Take a dump on fools. So there's a lot of that going on right now to defend Wentz. And uh, I've been I've been trolling. Uh, well, not even trolling. I've just been asking a lot of questions to the people. Because the people who defend Wentz, which Wentz is awesome. He really is. But the people go overboard that if you even say one little, like, hey, you know, maybe his, his accuracy really was bad this year. Really, you know, Well he's hurt. He was hurt, dude. All right. He's fucking hurt. I mean, dude, his accuracy was bad. Look at the completion percentage. Fucking idiot. You don't know anything, dude. Look at the stats. I'm stats and stats to me don't always tell the story. I watch the games. There was a lot of throws. Those percentage stats could be padded by him dropping the ball off to a, to a to a running back. Boom, right there. That pads my completion percentage because I just completed the football. But accuracy, I'm talking about, is his sideline throws and extended throws toward the like deep, deep accuracy has not been good. And it got, it honestly got better. But I just, I would like to believe that he was injured, that his back was bothering him and he wasn't able to just be himself. Because the only time he even looked good to me, the only time I can remember him, like looking like himself, I should say, was the Washington game, the first Washington game, when he was moving around. There wasn't a lot of pocket movement or a, at all this year from him. I've talked about this a million times on here. I don't want. I don't want to do that. I don't want. I don't want to go into the Wentz. Once Foles, I don't want to fall into that. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. But Foles is gonna have to. Foles is gonna have to play well this weekend for the Eagles to win the game. I mean, no shit. But I think you, I think you can get a bad game out of Drew Brees. I think you can. But it's not gonna be easy. I'll keep. I'll say it again. It is not going to be easy. Eagles related. I don't know. Maybe we'll see a little bit of Mike Wallace. I'm worried about if we don't get pressure. I don't know who that. I don't know who just. I got to see who that comment, but I'm worried if we don't get pressure. I'm worried if we don't get pressure that Drew Brees is just going to shred Craven and Trey just like he did last time. Maddox and them will be biting on double moves and he'll just be sick. But I just have a tough time believing that. Well, we got Jernigan. We got Michael Bennett, Chris Long, Fletcher Cox. Brandon Graham. We can't be going out like no suckers. It's just gonna be huge stopping stop Kamara in that little short throw game, which is also a deadly thing. I don't know who's gonna be. I don't know who who they who they could put on him. Cause running back or I mean linebacker wise, we don't really, I think have a have a super athlete that we could put on. I mean maybe maybe that's a Malcolm Jenkins thing. It seems like he he's the jack of all trades in the defense you do. You can put him and do any situation to make him do whatever, and you can trust that he's going to get it done. Shit. Oh, man. So that's probably all I got Eagles-wise. I did want to talk about the Sixers, though. Or, you know, no, actually, before I talk about the Sixers, I wanted to talk about the a couple of the other NFL games that went on. I'll just give, give my couple of uh, hot take. Hot, since this is the hot take hot box, i got to give, give a couple of takes out there. Colts took down the Texans. Texans are frauds. Always have been, always will be. Don't care if they're quarterbacks to Sean Watson. Or whoever, they just don't get it done. Maybe it's Bill O'Brien. Maybe he's the fo- maybe he's the fraud and the phony. Cause it doesn't matter. It seems like it doesn't matter if his quarterback's Tom Savage, if the game's at home, if it's uh, I, forget, I can't remember the other guy's name. Well, oh, Osweiler. Whew. If it's any of them guys, I don't even know if Osweiler played for them. He probably did. Point is, Texans suck. They have a great defense, though. Colts were able to score all, score their points very early on, and then they just they slowed down big time. All the way to a halt. 21-7 final score. Who, who did the Colts play? Col, Colts play what? The Chiefs, right? Yeah, Chiefs. They play the Chiefs next week. Who knows? I'll get there. Cowboys, Seahawks. Yeah, uh, I I was pissed. I want to. I, I thought we were gonna get a better game on the Seahawks, but the Cowboys' defense I keep sleeping on it, and it, it's as good. It's as advertised. That's another te- That's another case of having a ton of weapons. They have, and they they get a they get a rush. It seems like every every time. Maybe this. Yeah, well, I mean, I watched them playoffs. They were getting. Ru- they would get rushes all the time. But DeMarcus Lawrence, beast. Randy Gregory having a great year. Jalen Smith, Van Der Esch. And They got guys in the secondary that are making plays. A Woozie. Byron Jones. They got a lot of players. It's, it's clicking. And if they run the, ball with, run the ball with Zeke like they did, it seems like Zeke always falls forward. King bowling ball always just, even if he, he gets swallowed up, Somehow finds a way to get some yards. Dak will just make a throw here and there, and they'll win games. You know. But I I, I was hoping they Russell Russell Wilson made some plays. It t- didn't. T- it took him till the second half, but he made some plays. But I was just I, I was really obviously rooting for obvious reasons. I was rooting against the Cowboys. Chargers. Dominate the Ravens for three quarters on Sunday before our game because I am in a Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, Chargers dominated them, and then Lamar Jackson finally woke up. They were calling for Joe Flacco, and I mean, if it was a if I was head coaching a Madden team like I'm known to do, I would have, I probably would have gone to Flacco because it just wasn't working. He couldn't, he couldn't, he was hitting dudes low. He was overthrowing people. He had fumbled the ball a couple of times, threw some picks. I would have just gone, gone. Even if he's a seven, even if my backup was a seventy or sixty-eight overall, I gotta go see what he's got because obviously the starter ain't got it today. It ain't nothing personal, but we just we gotta do what we gotta do to get get the best team out there. We got we gotta win. This is this is do or die here. Go home time. But yeah, I would have been wrong. Because I couldn't imagine Joe Flacco coming out and doing doing much better. Lamar lit it up at the end of the game, and then finally finished off with a fumble. But you got you gotta like what you see in Lamar. He obviously wasn't ready yet. He kind of got thrown in. He wasn't necessarily able to sit, learn, and be groomed for a year. <clears throat> there, are, the, that team's done with. Uh, Done with Joe Flacco, the Prince of Audubon, and I'm a, a, a massive millionaire. That man's got mama money. And I think he'll be fine. He'll be he'll pick up somewhere. He'll, he'll he'll be able to continue and play football, whether that's backup or be a bigger, slower version of Bortles down in Jacksonville. It'll work out for him. He'll be fine. So let's talk about let's talk about a couple of the games next week, all right? Since we talked about the Eagles Saints final prediction, if I don't I probably won't be on here uh, before the for the next game. But I think the, uh, the what I've said I'm thinking a 31 31 27 cuz I think it's going to be hard to Stop the Saints and cut them down to somewhere in those low twenties, teens. That that's that seems nearly impossible in my head. So we're gonna have to put some points on the board and outscore them a little bit. Thirty-one twenty-seven. I like that because that means our defense shut them down to a couple field goals. We were able to get some stops. I think I think the time of possession battle is gonna be where where this game is won and lost. Which is it kind of sounds crazy. But whoever has the ball longer, especially us, if we're able to drain the clock and kind of suck the life out of the the Superdome, then that could go a long way for us. A long way for us winning the game. So we got patch chargers, which I saw today Phil Rivers 0-7 all time against Tom Brady. So... I'm I I'm rolling with the the Pats and my prediction has changed. Uh, I now we've been saying if you've ever if you whoever watches these things religiously, God bless you. Uh, I'm very thankful. But if for anyone who doesn't and for any sane people out there earlier in this for these podcasts about th- episode the earlier episodes during the season we were saying our choice was Patriots Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. It all depended on where that game is being played. In my mind now, I don't think that really matters. I got the I got the Patriots are probably going to go to the Super Bowl. That's just my gut feeling now sitting here today in the Hot Take Hot Box studios, aka my room. I don't see I see it very difficult To pick against Brady and the and Belichick in them, yeah Mahomes is spectacular he is, and he's always gonna he's always they're gonna put up points, but that to me the defense it's just that's that's where that's where you kind of lose me. Patriots haven't played well necessarily up to their standards. But they're still the Patriots, and I just—I frankly trust them more. I don't trust Andy. I don't trust Mahom Mahomes necessarily yet. I just—I got—I got to see more. I got to see more. Cowboys, Rams. I'm going back and forth with this. If I'm playing, I am I think it's going to be a close game, so plus seven is way too much. I kind of want to know what the spread for the Chargers game is. The Chargers-Patriots. But the Rams and the Cowboys I saw was seven, which... <coughs> Excuse me, but... It's crazy. 7 points. Eagles were 9 point underdogs, Cowboys are 7 point underdogs. And the Rams don't exactly have a necessary home like home field advantage. That place is always getting taken over. You know? I got to check the chat though. It's popping it off. Who's this one person here? I like that, Chargers plus four. Appreciate that. Uh, I would probably go if I if I was a betting man, and I am. Yeah, give me give me Pat's minus four. I would rock with that. I could see it being a close game throughout, and then. Phil just Phil and the Chargers just running out of gas, and running out of options. <coughs> Excuse me. Although uh, they are getting right Hunter Henry back because I saw that the Cardinals are joking about Stephen A. Smith because Stephen A. Smith shitting on the Kingsbury hi- hiring, which I don't I don't blame him. I mean they're they should they're obviously going to be real defensive about that because it, it is such an out, outside the box hiring, but. You can't not expect it, especially from a guy like Stephen A. Stephen A. has hot takes on everything. That's anytime something happens, he's got He's got to have a comment about it. That's the man's job. I guess they wanted to get their little viral moment out, though. So I don't blame him. Can't be mad when people respond. And the other game, Chiefs Colts. I... Colts are a definite sleeper pick this week. Give me Cowboys plus seven. They might win the game outright because I don't trust. I don't trust Goff. I don't trust the Rams. Period. We'll have to see. I mean, if they're not able to run the ball, if Gurley's not able to really get it going, and then the play action had, loses its its luster and its respect, you might you might run into trouble if 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 Jared Goff has to win you a game. I don't trust Jared Goff as far as I could throw him, and I'm not a very big guy, and I don't think I could, I don't know who, I don't I would love to know who started that saying, I guess that's somebody who didn't trust somebody very much, um, does that say, you said plus sex, Colts, that makes sense. Ah, that's another one where if I'm gonna, might as well just play the plus six. But then again, you know, that's a big game. If I was betting, I probably would just stay away from. Because I could see the Chiefs, I could see the Colts just running out of gas and the Chiefs running it up. Another case of too many weapons and not enough time, not enough points to go around. So that's my that's my final thoughts on that. So we'll go Pat's Pat's points, Cowboys points, maybe outright. If you got a little money left around, you don't have to buy the white flowers. And then Chiefs and Colts, we're gonna stay away from, but if you had a good weekend, or if, like I said, you got some extra money laying around on furlough or JG Wentworth came through. With the cash or you know some cash advance place, or you went to a check cashing place and you were able to hit a windfall, then go with the Colts. All right, go with the Colts. Cause why the fuck not, huh? Why the fuck not? You trust Andy? Do you trust him? No, no way. Oh shit. Sixers lost to the Wizards tonight. They're <coughs> on a four game win streak. They weren't they had I mean they played the uh played the Wizards last night, cooked them. And I guess tonight just didn't have the didn't have the gas. I saw, I saw Ben turn the ball over a bunch of times. He had a good night, you know, stat-wise. And being scored like 30, what was it, 32, 35, 35-14. Sheesh. What a beast. But I didn't really want to talk about the that game necessarily, you know, specifically. I just wanted to talk about a couple of the things that I've been – since the NBA season is so long, I don't like to pick on games and act, you know, overblow them, act like they're too big a deal. Because they do that anyway. So I'm going to sit here and act like a loss to the to the Wizards on a back-to-back was a big deal. Then I'm then I'm a maniac. And you're all maniacs if you do that. They do need a bench. But that's... Oh, I'll get to that. Uh... Number one, I'm encouraged by Ben shooting the ball or showing that he's willing to shoot the ball. That has always, since the very beginning of this whole thing, has a a willingness, uh, a lack of his arrogance in not wanting to shoot the ball was bothering me. It was pissing me off. I think it was a lot. A lot of the reason that you know, I think he got some unnecessary hate, especially from me. But I, I, I didn't want to. You're just. It seems to me like it's just selfish. You're hurting the team. You don't want people to make say, I guess, make fun of you, or you know, you don't want to miss shots or put the the onus on you, the the spotlight on you, that you're the reason, or that you know, that your jumper's this or whatever. It needs to happen. It's the only way, like Brett said. And I don't I don't really know if he was he actually said this or you know it was just all him just talking to the media. He probably has said it that the team can't go anywhere. The team can't take go to the next level unless you start shooting the ball. Unless you take that next step as a player, you can't be that superstar player. Unless you you have a jump shot. That's not, you, you can't you can't be out there scary. Like people backing away when you're at when you when you're not inside the three point line. People are like inside the foul line around the like in the paint, just waiting for you to just drive. They know that's what you're gonna do. You got to make the defense respect you more. You got to you. Why wouldn't you want to have as many possible weapons as you can? I know it's probably a more high percentage, it's probably a better shot to just back him down or drive, you, you know, to do that crazy drive in. Or all of his good percent, all of his best percentage shots, that's it's all going to be inside the paint, obviously. But it will never be successful. He he will we'll always be Bad teams will beat the Pistons, will beat the Hornets, but then when the Celtics, when the Raptors, when the when the Warriors, when the Rockets, when the Bucks, even like when the when the best teams in the league come, we're gonna come up small because we we're just not go we're not going to we're not going to war with a full deck. We don't have we don't have all the weapons at our arsenal ready to go. 're willing that we're willing to use Ben, it'll, it'll take him leaps and bounds I think I I don't know if I s- said it on the last one I've been thinking it a lot I would like I I would like to I guess mark hell is the only hope there and coming back and someone so a guy that we trust being able obviously not TJ we don't want him starting but somebody that's able to come in and play minutes and take the ball out of out of Ben's hands, so we can play a little, a little more off the ball. I kind of like. I, I think that sets. I think that sets his offensive game up a little more. He's able to cut. They they can hit him with passes, and then when the defense crashes, he's hitting them right. He's he's unbelievable at that at that quick decision making. He already has that in his mind that when I get this ball right here, these people are going to collapse, and he'll be able to like that that drive he had the night where he faked to Embiid stopped took another step and then faked the and then just went whoop swooped it around the guy dropped it in the Embiid and hit them for the, hit him with the dunk Ben's always going to be able to do stuff like that but I'm just glad I'm I'm just I'm thrilled that he's he's just willing to shoot the ball now willing to miss willing to make mistakes and just realizing it ain't that big of a deal get over it move on to the next play you know so, that's the first thing. Uh, I think since the last time I was out, or I was, I was on here, the Jimmy Butler thing, the Woge, the fake Woge bomb, the Woge smoke grenade, basically. It was just that it was nothing, dude. And, and I mean, maybe it could have been something, but the national media could could not wait for that, for Jimmy Butler to be causing problems in Philly. Everyone already hates Philly, and Jimmy Butler was you know, one of those guys that the reputation is always that that's always going to be around him. As soon as some they 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 just can't wait. They want to jump on any little thing that they could get. And even if it was like, hey, you know, you think I could get the ball more? Jimmy Butler demands ball more. No, no, no. I just wanted to. Maybe run a couple pick and rolls with that center that's like the generational talent and really ridiculous and can set th- you know set picks here and then pop out for three or dive to the bucket and not be stopped. Maybe we could use that uh, combo. Jimmy Butler disrespects coach in film session. Comes at his family. And says, it's either me or you, Brown. mono we mono Jack. Let's get it done. No, that's not what happened. Alright? That's just not what happened. Probably just said, dude, like, just need the ball more, man. I know y'all like, ain't used to having someone like me. But I ain't Rocco. Stop running Rocco plays for me. I ain't just supposed to stand out here in the corner. I know you had this offense, but I don't stand out here in the corner. I'm always going to play defense, but I can dribble. It's so one thing that Covington couldn't do that Jimmy Butler can, among many things, but most importantly, Jimmy Butler can dribble the ball. Rocco, Rocco that was never a strong suit. Nothing that That was something that he never did. I see. Anytime, anytime they they just wait to get their jokes off. There's a bunch of Michelle Beadle, Rachel Nichols, uh, any of those shows on, on the ESPN, and even the the Fox shows, the Nick Wrights of the world, and they all just like to get their jokes off. Oh, Jimmy Butler ruined another team, or you know, Jimmy Butler this, or oh, no not surprising that he's causing trouble. Oh, Ben Simmons and them, they all hate each other. It's just, it's just tired. To me, it's tired. It's gonna continue. It's not. It's not gonna stop. So it's just, it, it comes with the territory. We're an upper echelon team in the league, and in a city that people don't like. So there's gonna be heat coming, pretty much all the time. And you gotta be prepared for it. We all gotta be prepared for it. Because it's not only coming for the players; it's coming for us. In your backyards, Jonah Bolton, thats another thing I've seen in the last couple weeks. That he—he's sh- showing that he's not a scrub, not a complete scrub. He was getting a, a lot of bad rap that people were people were already indicting him as a bust, and uh, what well, he was a summer league, and he was just all hype. But he's he's showing that he has he has some capabilities. He he has some staying power, man. He can make some threes, he plays good defense. He can he can handle the ball a little bit. He's raw. But he's getting better. I like seeing him out there. Many may disagree. Uh, I see the internet. The internet's very harsh. Very harsh. Very harsh place. But I've liked what I've seen from the, uh, I mean, not that I've liked. The the bench needs to be better. Bench big time needs to be better. But how do you expect? What do you, what do you, what is, what is the, these bench people that are going to save the day? So you have Landry. I would like to, I I can't believe we still have Wilson Chandler like starting on a regular basis. Uh, Muscala needs to go. I that I agree with. He's he's a bum. We shouldn't see a mirror at all, which we basically don't anymore. Shake Milton, guys like that. I understand. We need we need a guard. TJ is okay, but we need a guard that can come in and score off the bench. We that we don't have. Landry can hit some threes, but we need someone who can put the ball on the floor and get buckets for himself. And that we don't. We just don't have it at all. Once those starters go off the court, it, it, it is a wasteland. It is a ghost town in the wild, wild west. No water, no ale, no nothing. I, I, that's – I keep hearing that they're going to wait for the buyout market. You know, how we got Bellinelli and sova last year it's a bold strategy waiting around your options will be limited at that point i don't know what the other options would be to make a i guess make a trade to get who i i i just don't i don't i don't know where the where the major help is going to help is going to come from other than internally you're going to need markel and and i <laughs> It's crazy. You can't I, I guess you you can't count you're not like need him. You don't need him. You're gonna need to bring in some people from outside and they're gonna have to be the be the, the difference makers. We never know who what the buyout market is until it happens. We don't know who's gonna get bought out, who's gonna be available, who's not gonna who's gonna going wanna go to the Golden State, who's gonna go to LA, who who might want to come here. We we'll see. That always plays itself out at the very end anyway. But it's a dangerous game to play. You don't, you don't leave yourself with many options. I I don't I don't know if we if I hope Fultz comes back and just is able to contribute a little bit. I don't know if we want to be sitting there counting on him to save our bench. Zaire Smith, guys like that, you you don't you, you basically have to count them as out, and they will just they'll be a bonus if they come back. But we're getting towards the time. It's January, February. You need to start putting a team together that is ready. That is ready to start getting. We gotta start getting ready for the playoffs, man. We can't be wasting any more time. Once you, we're getting close to the All Star break. Once that All Star break comes around, and we're getting towards the trade deadline. It's getting. It's getting towards real real season. The real season is coming up. We're running out of time. So I don't know what that move is. I, I But I, I, I see the complaints. But I think the internet needs to take it easy. I think we need to take a chill pill. And obviously we just need to relax. Well, these games, we're not playing anyone of anyone that we're scared of. Anyone that's going to destroy us. Well, I mean, we have we got destroyed by the Wizards. I'm I'm just saying, good teams that are just going to be blowing us out. These are all bad teams that we we can afford to run out. Guys like Shake Milton and uh, something Highsmith. I saw yesterday. I don't remember his first name. But huh, I think we can do better than Mister Highsmith. So we'll say, we'll say, we'll say. I could yell about the Sixers all day long, but. But it's a like I said, it's a long NBA season. Uh, I loved what I've seen from Joel. I think Harden's gonna win the MVP. Joel will probably coming second. Giannis coming third. Luke is gonna win Rookie of the Year. I don't know who's gonna win Most Improved. Probably Spencer Dinwiddie, and he would probably deserve it. I mean, just off the fact that no one gives him any credit, and he's probably been putting all, up these buckets this whole time. I don't know, but uh, I guess I guess Phillies wanted to talk a little bit about just a little bit about the Phillies, Bryce Harper, and John Middleton and the boys, Glenn Tech. the whole the brain trust, the leadership, the council of leadership of the Phillies, heading out to Las Vegas to meet with Boris and uh, Harper. Uh, rumors going back and forth saying. The Washington, if he, if it's the money's close, he's going back to Washington. That if we if we're offered less, don't even think about it. That he's going back to Washington. <clears throat> it seems like it's a uh, it's a two team battle between us us and the Nats. So how how do we win that? Seems to me like there's only one way. I, I don't is I'm just hoping. That we're not being used as a, I guess, a step, not a stepping stone, but just, just as a business, a ploy. A ploy would be the word that I was looking for. That they're not using us as a ploy to just run up the check somewhere else. Whether, I don't think it's a Dodgers, but that's probably the, the Nats. Yeah, I mean, they they say it's only a two team race, but baseball you can never tell. There's so much posturing that goes on. In sense there's no cap, there's it's not really just deciding where you want to go. You're you're it's a market. You're building a market. You're selling yourself. It's like a stock. You're going up and down. You're getting offers nonstop. I'm sure they say official offers only. These official offers have been made. They're going back and forth on numbers. Like what's it going to take? What are you guys looking for? Every everyone pretty much I think at this point it's it's january you know we're we're moving into the middle of january i think we know what's going on with these guys and what the what the market basically is going to entail so it's just going to be it, it, i keep hearing if you don't offer 350 i i, I kept thinking around 350 370 380 is probably going to be where harper goes down and i'm thinking machado probably a lot less not a lot less, but like three hundred and fifteen, three twenty, three thirty. But it's free agency, so they might run it up. So it it could it could be a lot more than that. Who the hell knows? But I just see I see Harper coming in at a, a you know, a slot above they'll probably get around I think they're both gonna get ten year deals. Uh probably. That's what it's going to take to get both of them. Both of them represented by Boris. But I'm curious to see who signs first. Probably going to be Harper. Mm, But don't know, though. Nah, it's probably going to be Machado. Machado has had his meetings. Said he was going to have a decision after the New Year. I'm hearing a lot of White Sox is going to be the team that the Phillies are battling against. White Sox and Yankees. Phillies in the mix. People keep predicting that the Phillies, that's that's who the Phillies are going to end up with is Machado. I obviously want Harper over Machado, but I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to be mad. And I hear the argument that people don't want to pay this much money for one guy they would like to distribute it to other, you know. In other areas, use it more frugally. Get three to four quality players. I'm not. I'm not exactly with that thinking per se. You know, very rarely do you, uh, does the time come around where you can. Spend the money. You, not, not that you only really have the money that the players are considering coming. That these players are willing to, you know, even think about coming to Philadelphia. I th- you know, you got, you gotta, you gotta at least play it out and, and take the opportunity, take the chance. I, I don't think you can just walk away from the table and say, "Nah, you know, I'm not comfortable paying this," because I think. Especially with Harper, when well, if you sign into a ten-year deal, he's probably you can you know put a you can not maybe front not front load it, but put a lot of the money towards the front of the deal, and have the you know those end years maybe not be as much. But I don't even think that's going to be a problem because the man will be thirty-six. I mean, he may drop he may drop off a little bit, but how much are we talking? it may be a bad contract by the time that rolls around it might not be he might still be performing at a high rate home run hitter he could be still hitting 40 homers in his in his mid 30s you don't know but i'm wi- i'm willing to take the chance on a guy on these guys because it's not like when when I think A. Rod got signed, everyone just wants to base it the you know they, they base it off that deal because that's the only only thing you can really and the pull host deal. But I I think those guys were a lot older and a lot different players. Those guys were in their you know late not their late twenties, early 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 thirties, signing ten year deals that it just seemed like they were never gonna live up to even the day they signed them. You just knew, like, you really think when Arod's 42, he's going to be playing well? $27.5 million well? Pulhos, you really think that guy's going to be Albert the Machine when he's 41? Now, that guy broke, Pulhos broke down as soon as he went out to L.A. He said God ordained him to go out to Los Angeles to play for the Angels. Bullshit, man. Benjamin Franklin called and he said yo the money tree is out in LA son that's where we going let's get this bread we'll see though we'll see the market for those two once that once that goes down and I'm sure in the next couple of weeks we'll be able we'll be figuring that out as soon as those two sign or at least one of them, the rest of them are going to fly off the market because that's that's how baseball is. Everyone's going to hold on, wait, wait, wait. Then they'll figure out what the market is, how much people are getting paid, all the agents, all the pitchers. I'm curious to see. I think a lot of these teams that are holding on money for Harper and Machado are the same teams that are going to be in the market for pitchers, which sounds weird, but they just, I don't think they, they want to save that money just in case. A lot of that extra, you know, it, Not necessarily extra, but people that want to make a splash, that's going to be the next place they look. The Keuchel, Keuchels of the world, and uh, Patrick well not Patrick Corbin, but you see those guys of the world. The the big-time pitchers. But that's pretty much all I got to say. Uh, See, I could talk some UFC, but there's been some big fights made. UFC coming to Philly, March 30th. I will be there. I have to. If you've never seen fights live, they're fucking great, man. Uh... That's it. Uh, I want to thank anyone who watched this. Uh, pff, just a, a solo pod. I try to do it with guests. I think it's more interesting with guests. But I might do these, you know, from time to time, or to break up the guest ones because I just like to sit here and, you know, maybe talk some things out, get get my thoughts out there. Uh, you can listen all to my ramblings, and what's going on in my crazy ass mind. Uh. Cheers to you for this for this Aquafina that I'm drinking. I'm not drinking Aquafina. Fuck Aquafina. Uh, we're just drinking spring water straight from straight from God.